testing the levels? Are you testing the levels? Are you testing my patience? Yes, probably. <laughs> I don't know. You've been fucking around a lot. I've been very quiet for the past hour because I've been angry on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, uh, I was just doing some technical work. I think I got it figured out, finally. Is that what you call playing Quake? Uh, there was very little Quake playing in that time. That's true. You turned it off quick. I didn't want you to see the violence and become, uh... Disturbed. Disturbed. Well, it's too late for that. Do you have any noble pursuits? Um, hmm. No? I don't think so. Okay. It was just a question that was in Do my head. Do you have any noble pursuits? Yes. I, um, I'm an urban explorer now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wander the the alleyways and sewer pipes of the city. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with Tyler. That's what we do now when he gets <laughs> off work. You're basically the Ninja Turtles now? Kind of. Like, he's, like, uh, just, he's avoiding his family, and I'm a Ninja Turtle. It's good. Uh, I posted that picture, I think, up on our Instagram a couple weeks ago, or a two weeks it's been a while it's tough there's no sun down in the sewer oh, yeah. <laughs> so when you're point. down there for a while and you come back up and it's night or day you don't know how long it's been um i guess that makes sense yeah so uh i posted that and like our text conversation and i think the very next thing you'd sent me was to make sure tyler didn't fall into the river and he almost immediately fell into the river after you sent that i had to grab him and stop him <laughs> that's yeah you can't take him anywhere um, unless you're going urban exploring and then he's the guy you want on your side yeah you just want to make sure he doesn't fall in any rivers yeah particularly uh, those with strong undercurrents like ours oh he would be taken away so quickly We've watched the river do its uh, river business. We watched sticks and stuff float up and down. Uh, I found like a homeless village among the the trees. Uh, what else did we find? I found a dead dog in a recycling bin. That was sad. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't so cool. That kind of soured me on it. But I'm still at it because there's other cool stuff to find and other dead stuff too. I'm sure. Uh, we haven't found any humans yet. That's good. Well, human bodies. We did see a woman down on, I call it the beach, but it's more of a shore because it's just a a, a sandbar covered in rocks. Right. But uh, we saw a woman down there stacking stones by the edge of the river, and we gave her a wide berth because we were worried she would be some kind of like La Llorona type figure who would take our souls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Tyler's got kids, so it would, like, follow him home and haunt them, I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know. He'd uh, definitely get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he would get yelled at for that one, for sure. <laughs> uh, so that's my noble pursuit. Well, that's one. I have two. My other one is I'm a doorman now. Oh, yeah. Sometimes uh, my dealer is, like, is also a promoter. He has much more of an entrepreneurial spirit than I do. <laughs> he does a lot. But he's a promoter, and he had Afro Man here last week, who maybe people remember from the fall of, like, 2001. <laughs> it was in that area between, like, the summer of 2001 and 9-11. So if you forgot because I got high, that's fine. <laughs> but uh, it was pretty cool. Uh I went into the green room and I smoked a blunt I found on the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just weed. It wasn't like PCP that he uses to like psych himself up for performances <laughs> or anything. But uh, it was a, it was fine. So Hopefully you've been imbued with the powers of the Afro man. I think I've got something like that in me. Yeah. Every day my hair's a, a little curlier. And... Uh, I forget more and more because I keep getting high. <laughs> <laughs> it all lines up. Yeah. So um, my life's really turned around in the past two weeks. That's wonderful. Yeah. And you've just been sitting in your basement playing Quake. Yes. You know. Yeah. I guess that's my noble pursuit. <laughs> yeah. You got to stop those whatever they are from shaking everything up with their Quake machine. 
Yes, that's that, uh, that's the that's the narrative in that game. Yeah, they're like Cobra. They have like a machine that causes earthquakes, <laughs> and you have to stop it. Yes. Okay. I never played it as a kid. I was more of a Wolfenstein or a Doom kid. Yeah, you didn't you didn't make that journey into the third dimension. We didn't have a good computer. Fair I, enough. I played uh the Star Wars uh, X Wing game like. My computer was good enough to run like a very low res version of that, and I remember many happy nights blowing up the Death Star. Excellent. Yeah, so it's not all bad. Yeah. And in the way, the Death Star is also something of a quake machine. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's just like one fast one, and then when the whole planet's gone, you don't have to worry about cleaning up the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello, this is the podcast where we talk about urban exploring and jacking it. Oh, yeah. It's time to jack. Yeah, once again, it's time to jack. <laughs> so what are we jacking it to this week? Well, this week we are jacking it to Frankie and Johnny were lovers. All right. You put the right pause in there. Yes, because there is an ellipses before we're lovers. Yes. Um, In the title. that it's, it's a heavy pause to let you know things might not be going so well for Frankie and Johnny, as we'll soon find out. Well, oh lordy, how they could love. They <laughs> promised to be true to each other, just as true as the stars above. He was her man, and he would never do her wrong. At least the narration at the beginning of the film says. But uh, we would soon find out that uh, Rick Lutz is kind of an asshole. Yeah, he's... And a dummy. And kind of a whiny bitch. Yes. He's a great character. <laughs> <laughs> so this is from uh, 1973, directed by uh, Alan Kohlberg. Yeah. Excellent. I wrote it down on my notes, which I don't even have open, because I wasn't sure which one we were going to do first. Oh, so yeah. uh, let me get them open here. We got Renee Bond. Uh, we got Rick Lutz. Yes. We had that poem that I didn't write down. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I was like, this poem sucks. I'm not going to go back and transcribe it. It's also the chorus to the song. Yeah, it sounded familiar. I wondered if you had like transcribed the song lyrics before I remembered that they put that there at the beginning. So yeah, uh, it is uh, based off of a very well-covered folk blues song. Sure. That may date as far back as... 1899 but might be further into the early 20th century it's old enough to where there's dispute over when it originated there are different versions of the song with different lyrics and even different names but uh it's also a movie starring elvis oh yeah beautiful and, i don't know any of these other people i was gonna say another name at least 256 recordings of Frankie and Johnny have been made since the early 20th century, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, one of them is by Elvis. Yes, and one of them is by Renee Bond. Oh, yeah. And it's delightful. It is a delight. Uh, that's one thing that I will say about this film is uh, the soundtrack's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I think one of the songs gets a little overused, but it's still a good song. So It's a kind of song that's kind of like that... Uh the Jefferson Airplane type song about like being best friends or whatever. Yeah, when your best friend lets you down or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's bad. So yeah, you don't want your best friend to let you down. But yeah, it's a fun film. Uh, it's kind of an oddity for early porn. It, it's I don't know. I think it's more of a softcore film than like a hardcore film. Yeah, there's only a few hardcore shots in the movie. But the plot is kind of it's insane to go along with the. Yes. The lack of penetration is made up for in uh, what follows. Yes, there's a lot of uh, high concepts to penetrate your brain. Yeah, like sharp needles that a Chinese man drives in yes. to chase the demon from your skull. <laughs> I think that's probably as, <laughs> as good of a description of this film as any. Yeah, uh, that's what Alan Kohlberg was going for. Uh, you know anything about him? I do not. That's no. fine. I, I don't think he made a huge career for himself. Uh, I know he also acts occasionally with his buddy Rick Lutz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has nine director credits on he, IMDb. Yeah, I saw it wasn't huge because I was 
reading about him when I saw that he was both like an actor and a director. I don't uh, think I don't know if he's like a like a sexy guy as much as he'd probably be like some dude they talk to on the street. Right. Uh, he directed Tapestry of Passion, which was one of the Johnny Wad films. No. Um, That's right. It was a Bob Chin film that they were both in. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, this was after Bob Chin stopped making uh, Johnny Wad films. He oh, handed like at in... least one off to uh, Alan Kohlberg, and I think a few other people did some. Were they unofficial? Or do you think they were licensed? I'm pretty sure that they were official. It was just Bob Chin was moving on to do Pizza Girls or whatever. Excellent. Good career choice for him and a good career choice for the people who made them the sequels. Uh, yeah. When I think about unauthorized sequels, I think a lot about like how the Amityville franchise has just exploded with just yeah. so many films where you can just toss the name in front. Yeah, it was apparently a fairly recent discovery or just idea that somebody had at least because like this doesn't go back a long time but up in you know the past like 10 15 years there's just a bunch of low budget amityville films and the thing is as long as you're just titling your thing amityville and not yeah, it's just amityville a place. Bar. yeah it's just a place it's a town from jaws oh yeah it was amity village oh yeah <laughs> yeah it was the village of amity <laughs> the corrupt mayor yeah, he doesn't care if there's a shark. Had, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone about the shark. We're keeping the beaches open. Yes. Um, what I'm going to keep open is another beer, and we should take a break if you don't have anything else to say. Fine, let's do it. Okay, because we're really we're going off the rails. On the crazy train. show that never ends yes it goes on and on my friend we've cut them down a lot the last two have been under an hour yeah we're really just smashing through some pornography lately yeah we'll see what we can do this time there's a lot that happens in this movie yeah even though it's no. not super complex a lot of things happen <laughs> it's a lot of high drama yes wonderful drama well with that being said why don't you take it away and lead us into uh the world of frankie and johnny were lovers yes so uh film starts with uh frankie and johnny were lovers on a blue background and then we hear a narrator who says frankie and johnny were lovers oh lordy how they could love they promised to be true to each other you already read this just as true as the stars <laughs> above he was her man and he would never do her wrong so we get a bunch of shots of some uh hills through yeah, a deserty like, area yeah it looks like somewhere like california yeah probably uh, and we see our lead male johnny driving around in his car then we get a cut to frankie singing in a club again uh frankie is renee bond mm -hmm. and uh johnny is rick lutz uh and so frankie is singing uh her rendition of frankie and johnny at the club as yes. we get credits mm -hmm. it's uh pretty cool i yeah. like it a lot she's not the best pornographic singer i've heard but it'll pass <laughs> <laughs> who is the best pornographic singer you've heard um i don't know i like that marilyn Chambers song or uh andrea true oh okay fair enough yeah i don't feel like that's fair though i don't think renee bond ever had a record contract with like atlantic or whatever yeah i was i was impressed but i think my my expectations were at a suitable level <laughs> we get some cutaway shots of frankie and johnny fucking and kissing in the grass as this is going on and uh some penetration shots but uh more of 
Frankie singing throughout. And then finally, as the song wraps up, we get a cutaway to Frankie and Johnny kissing in front of a son. Their silhouettes together. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to Johnny driving his silver car on a deserty road. A, d- a desert highway. Yes. A dark desert highway. <laughs> cool wind in my hair. Oh, yeah. He was driving to the Hotel California. No, he was driving... I'm not really sh- Oh, wait. He's driving to see Frankie. Yeah. So much of this is in flashbacks. It kind of gets hard to keep up with exactly where people are going and why. Yeah, especially at the very beginning here, because uh, we immediately cut from him driving to uh, Frankie and Johnny waking up in bed together. She asks if he has to leave so early, and he says yes. He has to make structural tests on the computer, and the computer doesn't live with him like she does, so she can bug off. Uh, He's being a real asshole at her. It's mostly his M.O., throughout the film is to just kind of be a dick yeah his voice gets this very like kind of like high-pitched whiny thing (laughs) going when he gets like real upset right he's like (laughs) (laughs) you know Uh, i gotta work on my car i gotta get to the work on the car frankie you don't understand yes i need your money i'm gonna work on my car so frankie's a singer at clubs and such and she at one point has mentioned she's supposed to have a recording session so i don't know exactly where her career is at but she's doing very well for whatever level she's at it seems she's on a upward trajectory good for her um but johnny on the other hand is a race car driver and also works on computers. I think he's using the computers to build his race car. Yeah, but I think he's, he's like an engineer race car driver, yeah. It's that, but also he's getting paid to do something on the computers as well, to put toward the money he wants to spend on a car. Okay. I'm, it's, it's very confusing. It's vague. Especially once we meet the computer, it doesn't help us understand. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, so... She says if he feels that way, that he can get lost. And he says, you think you're so hot coming in at 3 a.m. like a big star. Well, I got things to do. She tells him to stay away and calls him a dumb shit. So uh, we cut back to Frankie singing and uh, cutaways from that to Johnny speeding down the road. Yeah. Uh, And finally, Johnny pulls off to the side of the road. Uh, His car has broken down in some way. Yes, that was... We're back in the present now. Right, so the flashback to them talking was on a different day. Yes. Altogether. I and, guess, yeah. And uh, I believe, yes. <laughs> it's not 100% certain, but uh, that is not very clear by this. I, I assume that this took place right after this conversation, but I don't think that's the case. No. So anyway... He's pulled off to the side of the road and kind of loosens his tie. But then we cut to him in a room with a computer, a green and black monochrome text monitor that he's typing on. He's punching in numbers and writing things down. Then he gets up and walks up to some giant mainframe that's spinning tape back and forth and starts pushing some buttons and sits down in front of another machine. Do you think Rick had any idea... How to operate those machines in real life? No, I'm positive he didn't. Okay. And I'm sure that whoever gave them permission to use this room because everybody else was at home and they knew, like, the one guy who worked there. Yeah, and they knew uh, the, the security guard. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that that person ended up regretting it because they probably overwrote some tape that, like, ruined whatever <laughs> they were doing there. That's why the Challenger blew up. <laughs> <laughs> As Johnny's sitting at this next computer, Frankie walks up behind him and startles him. Uh, We look at the computer, and it shows uh, text on the screen. It says, hey, boss, who's the chick? And it also speaks. Uh, Yes. It speaks to us with its chipmunk voice. (laughs) Yes, it does. Johnny tells Frankie that he has work to do. She says she misses him because she hasn't seen him in two hours. The computer says, ha ha, you believe that? Johnny tells Frankie she's a pain in the ass. 
She tells him that her recording session was canceled because I think she said her drummer was sick or something. Yeah, someone's sick. Uh, my note about Rick playing with the computers is, I gotta load up the data spools and punch the cards so I can bomb Vietnam. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> The computer says, hey, boss, pay attention to me. Frankie apologizes for this morning, so I believe this is happening later on the day that they woke up and got in that argument. Yes, and that's why at first I thought this was not a flashback. Right, right. Uh, but it is. This is a flashback. We're back in the past again. <laughs> he says that he's busy, but if she gives them an hour, they can go to lunch together. So he tells her to sit over there. So she sits down in an office chair and he turns around to go back to work. But within a few seconds, she's obviously super bored. She says, Johnny, look, and then pulls up her dress to show off her beaver. Uh, the computer says, shit, big deal. <laughs> Johnny says he's almost done. Just give him a minute. And uh, the computer says, you'll be sorry. Frankie said she was so horny this morning, yeah. and they didn't ball. Remember? Uh, he says he has to finish or he'll never get 30 grand for the car. That's important. Remember that yes. for later. She says that she wants him to take her from behind so she can feel his hot rod slide into her. Computer says she's kind of pornographic, isn't she? She sure is. Yes, she is. Uh, Johnny says that she's going to make him mess up this problem in a very whiny voice. Yeah, and then she says she wants... She says that's not all she wants him to mess up. Yes, that's right, which is, uh, she means her vagina. Yes. Yeah, thank you for getting the quote right. I didn't quote it, I just had a, a note. So uh, she gets down and starts to blow him. We don't see anything hardcore here, we just see the back of her head. The computer says, she's nuts, boss. And then it says error and zip pop and a bunch of other stuff like that on the screen. Johnny finally says, let's do this right. And then he starts to lick and suck her nipples before making out with her. He slides up her dress a little and kisses and fingers around her crotch. Uh, <laughs> then he, he says, Frankie, you're really funny. Ha ha ha. The first time the laugh comes into play. That's... <laughs> <laughs> It is a very Beavis and Butthead, like, just idiotic chuckle. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he does it all through the movie. Yeah, anytime he makes any kind of sexual innuendo, which does basically make him, like, a proto-Beavis-type <laughs> character. <laughs> <laughs> She's got big tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> she tells him to take her from behind, and uh, he does. The computer says, oh boy, there they go. Um, so he's doing her from behind, and the computer then says, she's really not so bad. I really like those big tits. <laughs> uh, this computer's one of my favorite characters in any porno movie ever. Yeah, I love the computer. <laughs> I wish the computer ruled my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As she's uh, getting done from behind, her face is being pressed against the keyboard of the computer. Yeah. Um, I'm certain that broke something. She is going to launch a nuke at Russia. Yeah, this is just like war games. It's exactly like war games, but I call it horror games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the films I'm working on producing. I love it. Thank you. Computer says, clumsy human. <laughs> she says, you fell out. And he says, that's okay. I'll put it back in. <laughs> this stupid laugh. Uh, and then she says, you'll have to catch me first. And she runs off. The computer says, don't let her hurt me, boss. So he yells for her not to run or she'll break something. She runs into another area and then pulls her dress off all the way. Uh, and then he says, Frankie, come over here and give me some love. Do it with your lips. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this scene we actually do get some explicit close-up oral yes it's one of the few shots uh, and then johnny says he's coming and the computer says me too the computer's coming yeah i guess uh because she hit all those keys probably she hit them in the right order 
Well, I'm going to try that on my laptop. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm just going to be over here mashing keys for a while. Don't worry if you hear it on the recording. <laughs> Uh, as he's coming, Johnny tells her to drink it. <laughs> uh, so he finishes and uh, he tells her that she made him forget the problem and says that he needs to go back. The computer says, good luck, I've forgotten too. Frankie asks if he minds if she plays with herself while he works, but immediately sits down and then tells him to watch her. Yeah, he's trying to work though. Like, he's whiny. But at this point, I kind of get it. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, go home. He says that he knows he's messed it up, and he knows the car's going to break now. She asks him why that big brain of his doesn't have a vibrator. That'd be neat. The computer says, error, and then says, hey, why don't I have a vibrator? That's a good question. He would probably have been in more movies if they'd equipped him with a vibrator. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Frankie forces Johnny's head down into her lap and she says, Johnny, who cares about the car anyway? And we immediately cut from that to Johnny out in the desert with his broken down car. Yes. I don't know what model of car it is, but it's got like weird, like hooks on the top. You have to like unclip to get the hood up. Oh yeah. It's a futuristic mobile for 1973. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he's hitchhiking in the sun, and a car pulls over to get him, but it's, uh, somebody he knows. It's Alice. Which is really convenient. Yes, it is. But I think they're all supposed to be going to Frankie's house. Yeah. So, it, I guess it works. Yeah, yeah. He says that his fuel line broke. As soon as he gets in the car, he asks her for a kiss. She sprays some, uh, mouth spray first in his mouth and kisses him. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Johnny just has bad breath and she knew it already. Yeah, definitely. Alice mentions that it's a welcome home party that Frankie was trying to organize and uh, she takes off and after a while she pulls back over somewhere else saying that she wants to talk to Johnny for a moment. He asks about what and she says whatever. So he asks her if she's got 30 grand and she says no but she's got big tits. <laughs> he asks her if she remembers the first night they met and she says yeah the first and last night he says come on Frankie said she'd kill me if I even looked at you again and then we cut to a party uh, so there's a performance going on here by Bald Eagle is that the name of the band? Uh, I guess so or at least the, the leader of the band perhaps okay I didn't catch that at first, it looks like they've been exiled from the rest of the party by, like, a pane of glass. Yeah. But I think it's just, like, like a sunroom type thing where they're, like, there's, like, a couple different people just, like, sitting around listening to them play uh, their hippie rock. Yeah, I, I'm, I couldn't quite figure it out because there were scenes where, like, it definitely looked like there was a glare, so they were behind glass. But then there were other scenes where I saw people that I thought were in front of the glass also show that glare on mm -hmm. them. So I don't know what the fuck happened. Maybe yeah. maybe the camera's behind glass, but like everybody in the room's actually all in the same room. I think that's kind of, yeah, what happened. Like I said, I think it was maybe like a patio room or something. I don't yeah. know. It's crazy California architecture. But it's, uh, it's some sort of like den or sitting room or patio <laughs> room or something. Mm -hmm. Uh, that everybody's hanging out in, yeah. having drinks on couches and stuff, and then uh, Bald Eagle's playing. Yeah, he's playing a little, uh, I think it's a Hank Williams song. I don't know if Hank Williams wrote it, but uh, he definitely did a version of it. It's called uh, Kalijah. Okay. It's good. It's about a cigar store Indian. Okay. We see Frankie socializing, and then we cut to Johnny socializing, too. Alice comes up, spilling her drink on Johnny. So Alice asks Johnny if he's met Frankie, and uh, it's obvious here that Alice is trashed. But she insists that Johnny meet Frankie, and uh, peels Johnny away from the guy that he was talking to to go meet Frankie. Alice introduces them, and then we see the three of them sitting on a couch. Frankie asks, you're a race car driver, right? Alice tells Johnny that he can race up her tunnel anytime. Yeah, and would you like to see the rear window? Uh, yes. Uh, Some classic car uh, banter. 
Yeah, Frankie asked if he wants to see the rear window. He says that he's had some drinks and needs to use the men's room and says he'll be right back. So while Johnny is in the bathroom, Alice says that they should both ball him. Frankie's hesitant because she's hosting a party, but finally says okay and uh, says they'll see how hung he is. Johnny returns and they lead him into a bedroom and Frankie leans in and uh, Alice puts up her leg on like a dresser there and starts to touch her crotch. Alice says, we've got a surprise for you. We're going to R-A-P-E-U, you cutie pie you. Which is a very bizarre sentence to deliver by anyone to anyone. She's ripped, so I'll give her, <laughs> you know, when you're drunk, you say some dumb stuff. I'll, I'll, just let her, I'll, let the, I'll let it slide this time. I mean, I guess that makes sense. We do usually get drunk when we do this podcast. And yeah. Most of what we put out there is unintelligible garbage. It sure is. <laughs> On with the show. <laughs> Johnny's really hesitant, but Alice asks if he wants to uh, race around a couple of snatches. <laughs> Alice tells Frankie if she's her friend that she should let her, Alice, uh, get the first try. And so uh, she starts to take off Johnny's jacket. Frankie and Johnny share a gaze as we hear Bald Eagle playing the Frankie and Johnny song, his own rendition. Excellent. So Alice undresses and lays on the bed touching herself, and Johnny begins to ha-ha a bunch. (laughs) He sure does. Uh... What is she say? If you girls want to, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably the worst scene for him laughing like that. Frankie finally tells him to go on, and uh, he says, yeah, <laughs> if you girls want it, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> so uh, he undresses and lays down next to Alice, and they entangle and make out. And as this is going on, Johnny reaches over at frankie's tits uh this is where being in a three-way i imagine is difficult trying to get everybody involved yeah you just gotta reach out and touch someone (laughs) yeah exactly johnny's primarily on alice but keeps reaching over and pawing at frankie from time to time and then uh, johnny starts to fuck alice Uh, we do get some faceless penetration shots here johnny asks frankie to join in but there's not much for her to do Alice tells Johnny she wants it harder, and he gives it to her harder, as Frankie's rubbing them a bit. Bald Eagle starts playing another song, I'm a Love Man, or something like that. Apparently, Alice passes out from getting fucked too hard. Yeah, well, I think maybe from being drunk and getting fucked too hard. Right, it's, I'm sure it's a combination of the two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure under normal circumstances, Johnny wouldn't have fucked her unconscious. Yeah, I don't think so. Johnny reaches over to Frankie, and Frankie asks if he liked that, and he says, She's alright, but she was too drunk to be really good. So Frankie asks him to help her put Alice on the floor. Yeah. Uh, And then she gets on top of Johnny, and they make out a bit. Uh, She asks him not to make it with Alice anymore, and that she'd make it worth his while. So they roll around on the bed a bit, back and forth, and uh, Frankie gets on top of Johnny a bit. They had just met about 15 minutes ago. I feel like that's an unreasonable demand. Yeah. Well, I'm sure at this point he's just going to say anything to her to get laid. Yeah, that's Especially true. since I'm sure he wasn't done when yeah. Alice passed out. Yeah. One of the things they say when she passes out is like, yeah, she's really a nut. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to Johnny and Alice in the car, and Johnny says he doesn't care and says for Alice to give him a little hug. Alice says he should give her a big hug, and he starts to kiss her and play with her tits. But uh, after a minute, he says they should head over to Frankie's, and they can get there early and do it right. So they switch spots with uh, Johnny getting in the driver's seat, and uh, he has to ask her how to start this car before taking off. Yeah, the race car driver. Yeah. Uh, so they chat as they drive, and uh, we get some more exterior shots of the car where we could get a good look at the crude flowers painted on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. Alice asks Johnny if she knows about Frankie's ex-husband, Ray, who's been trying to get her back. Johnny says that Frankie's hung up on her own things, but so is he, after Johnny confirms that, yes, he knows about Ray. Then we cut from that 
to Frankie and Johnny in bed and she asks him about work and he starts to whine about his boss and how he could get more done if he could work on cars alone. He asks if she could make him feel better and keeps <laughs> and so she starts to kiss on him and he keeps talking about her big tits. Yeah, and laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing like a moron. Uh, she starts to blow him a bit. He says, you're going to make me come if you keep doing that. So she gets up and starts to ride him a bit. But after a minute, he says that he's going to come and, and tells her to stop. You're supposed to come. He says that she almost made him come. You're and supposed she says, to come. <laughs> right. <laughs> she says she's going to make him come this time. So uh, she blows him and finishes him off. We get to see his face as this happens, and his reaction is very silly. Yes. Uh, he has extraordinarily hairy legs, too, like a satyr. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'll say about his legs. <laughs> They're talking, and Frankie tells him that she really loves him, and then the phone rings, and she answers it, and it's Ray, and he's coming over now. Oh, shit. So Johnny says he's getting dressed, and she tells him not to leave, but he says he doesn't want to stick around to meet her ex-husband, so... Talk about porn decor choices real quick. Uh, okay. There's a shag carpet cat tree. Oh, yeah. Which is very excellent, and I think you all should get one for, for the girls. You're probably right. I'm sure you can find one on Craigslist. I'm sure someone in this filthy of a town has a uh, one that you could purchase that they've been clinging on to for the past 50 years i'm sure that it'd be in excellent condition oh yeah oh that would be sad if they had like a really old cat tree that was never used <laughs> like their cat died and they just they couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> all right you keep doing it. i made myself sad you tell the story <laughs> We see Frankie and Johnny kissing with uh, Frankie in her sheer gown and Johnny dressed. The doorbell rings and Frankie goes to get it. And as soon as Ray looks in and sees Johnny, he immediately asks if this is her new lover and then pounces on him, uh, getting on top of Johnny on the steps and punching and slamming his head against the steps, covering him in the fakest blood possible. I love Ray. He's my favorite character that is in a computer. He's... Just angry and belligerent, and rightfully beats uh, Johnny up. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he really needs it. Yeah, he needs he, He's been due for an ass-kicking. Yeah, yeah, no one had delivered it to him in a while. Yeah. Ray tells him to stay off his wife, or next time it won't be my fist hitting you. What does that mean? I don't know. I, he's going to hit him with his dick? Probably. You think so? That's what I imagine. He meant that or like a baseball bat. One of the two. Yeah, those are the only options. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh -huh. <laughs> Frankie yells at Ray that she's not his wife anymore and tells him to get lost. Ray leaves, and but he says as he's leaving that he's not done with Johnny. Yeah. I think what really threw me off when he said that line was, he's like, it's not going to be a fist that's hitting you next time, understand? And I'm, No. <laughs> I don't, but uh, I guess I'll stay off your wife. Uh, Johnny just slides down the stairs like a slug at this point. Yeah, she comes over and holds Johnny a bit, who is again covered in fairy fake blood. I love the way he just kind of just limps down the stairs like all his bones are gone. <laughs> <laughs> we cut back to the car and Johnny's talking to Alice and he tells her that he doesn't really love Frankie. He just wants some of her money. He's going to build the first safety car and get a million dollars for all of the patents. He tells her that Frankie doesn't want Ray either. She wants him. But Alice says all 30,000 of her. Yeah. So then we see Johnny on the payphone talking to Frankie. What is a safety car? I think that he's trying to build a car that's super safe to drive in. That's my guess. A car that can't crash. Perhaps. He's trying to make a Tesla, but it's going to explode and engulf everyone in flames. Yes. Or perhaps safety car means something completely different, and I don't know what it is because I don't know anything about cars. It's just a car with uh, pool noodles like wrapped around like the edges. <laughs> to, so if you hit something, it'll just gently bump them off. It's like a bumper car with pool noodles. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Excellent. 
we see Johnny on a payphone talking to Frankie. Uh, I think this is something at a different time as well. Yeah. Uh, A flashback of some sort. She says that he's stolen from her and beat her. And we see Johnny on his end saying he won't let her down this time. And then he makes plans to see her at four. We cut back to Johnny and Alice. And Alice notes that he's not paying any attention to her. And then asks him if she can turn on the radio. He tells her it's her car, so she does. And it's immediately Frankie on the radio singing a song. So Johnny tells her to turn it off. Alice then asks Johnny to turn off the road, and uh, they pull off to some somewhat remote-looking house, and uh, they go inside. It's not really explained what this house is, if it's just some random house that they're squatting in or using for their whims. It's an abandoned house by the side of the road. Johnny carries Alice in. I bet this is just some random abandoned house that the director or the crew found. Yeah, why not? (laughs) Uh, That's why he had to put down a blanket. As as Johnny's carrying her in, she says to him to put her down or she'll scream. He says, go ahead, and she starts screaming out, Frankie, Frankie! (laughs) Then we cut to a caravan of like three cars, and they pull up by Johnny's car that's on the side of the road still, and it's Frankie with a bunch of people. Uh, I'm assuming this is her band and her other friends. Yeah. Uh, She calls out for Johnny, but he's nowhere around, of course. Uh, We cut to another flashback, and it's Johnny who is in the hospital after crashing in a race. She was calling out in reality in the desert for Johnny, and it fades into her calling out to Johnny who is in this hospital bed. She said that she heard he was hurt on the radio, and he said that he really just hurt his hands. He says, I can't even beat off anymore. <laughs> God, this scene is stupid. <laughs> so, uh, Frankie says that she'll do it for him. He hey, says, Frankie, what if somebody sees? <laughs> he says, I bet you would. She says she's going to pull the covers back, so she reaches in and starts stroking him. Though we can't actually see it. No. Uh, Yeah, this is where he's whining and being embarrassed, asking what if somebody saw him. But after a moment, he says that he doesn't want her to stop, as happens halfway through a handjob. Yeah, I wrote Uh, that this was a love shared by idiots. (laughs) (laughs) He tells her not to stop even if someone comes in. She can tell them that it's physical therapy. (laughs) (laughs) We see the caravan of cars uh, on the side of the road pulling back onto the road and driving. We cut back to Johnny and Alice on the floor of this abandoned house. Uh, Even the damn door is still open. They didn't even bother to shut the door. Uh, So he's fucking her, and we get some close-up penetration shots and some shots of him kissing her breasts. Lots of close-ups, including shots of her hands on his back. Then we get a close-up shot of a mouth coming up into frame with cum dribbling out. Uh, And it's definitely not Alice's because the hair is a completely different color. Uh, So I think it's just some random insert here. Yes. Then we cut back to them and they're still fucking. So again, it just seems like some random insert. But we see the cars with Frankie and her friends approaching. Frankie notices Alice's car outside and they pull up to this abandoned house. Her friend asks if she really wants to see Johnny, and Frankie says he won't let her down. Then they walk in on Johnny and Alice fucking, and Frankie explodes. She says she can't believe that he let her down. So Johnny chases after her, pulling up his pants, yelling her name. Uh, He approaches her car that she climbs into, but she turns around pointing a gun at him. This is amazing, but I'm... Let me go back for like half a second. Okay. Uh, one of the men who is with her is dressed like he's about to go on a fucking quest with a hobbit. He's got like a big <laughs> god. He's got like a big Fu Manchu and like a blue tunic with like a belt strapped across it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what his deal is, but uh, he looks like a fucking dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it's delightful. We cut to another flashback, and Frankie's in the bath. 
And we see Johnny come into the front door and he yells, God damn, bitch, I told you to meet me today. I waited two goddamn hours for you. She says something about not being able to make it because of something that came up and uh, she couldn't phone him. So he runs into the bathroom and says, she's going to start doing what he tells her to. (laughs) So he runs up to the bath and starts to hit her. And grab her, and then he wraps his belt around her neck and pulls her around, yelling at her to suck it as she struggles and screams. Really unpleasant moment. Yeah. Uh, And it's just wild. It's a very wild scene, and there's more great fake blood. Uh, Yes. We cut back to the present, and Johnny gets out of the way just before Frankie fires at him, hitting a window of another car. Yeah, I was mad that she missed. Yeah. (laughs) She takes off as Johnny's yelling, so Johnny gets into Alice's car and starts to chase after Frankie's car. Uh, they start chasing each other through these uh, hillside roads. We cut to Johnny getting told by someone that his car designs didn't work out. So in order to fund his next car, they need to put in equal amounts of funding. And he starts whining about how he's supposed to get the money in time. We cut back to Johnny driving, and we hear him asking a voiceover if he's out of control. He starts to fishtail a bit, but he gets back on the road chasing Frankie. They speed around, and he keeps yelling for Frankie to stop. We cut to a flashback of Frankie talking to Ray. Ray is pleading for her to come back with him and says that he's always loved her. He keeps pleading with her uh, and says that that guy's just a car junkie. He ends up saying, Frankie, please love me. And that repeats over and over again as we cut to Frankie driving. She's asking herself in voiceover if she should go back. Johnny keeps yelling out for Frankie to come back and to stop. And then we see Johnny's car stop at one point, but it cuts to another shot of him chasing her. So perhaps not the best editing, but what are you going to do? Yeah. She says, get fucked, shithead, as she stops, and he speeds past her, trying to gain control again, but apparently he's not able to, because we see him in the driver's seat yelling out, oh no, I'm I'm gonna gonna die! die. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we cut the car chase scene in half. It's quite a long car chase for a pornographic film. It sure is. And a few more seconds pass before finally his car goes off the side of the road and starts flipping over a cliff. Yeah. Frankie yells out, oh no! And uh, goes to find him and uh, does find him, covered in blood, thrown from the car. She's crying over him. We see her friends pulling over and looking down from the cliffside, hanging their heads. Then we cut to Frankie singing on stage again. She's singing a Where Has My Love Gone song. Yes, and it's dressed like the Grimace. <laughs> we then cut and see that Ray's watching her in the bar, nodding his head. Then we see Ray answer the phone, talking to Claudine. Says that Frankie is singing right now. Give me a half an hour. Then he asks Claudine if she still has her pink negligee. Says far out. So even Ray is not planning on being uh, with uh, Frankie, even though he's telling her that uh, he wants her. Yeah. So we get a freeze frame on Frankie on stage with the microphone. And then... We get a weird thing, which I guess was just to pad the time for three extra minutes, where they just go back and show short clips from a bunch of scenes earlier in the movie in succession. Yes. Recap Um, the plot for you. Right. And the voiceover at the end says, This story has no meaning. This story has no end. This story only goes to show that there ain't no good in men. It's true. And that was Frankie and Johnny. Yeah. We're lovers. And that's why you always bet on Ray. Yes, always bet on Ray. If there's a a moral to the story, it's always bet on Ray. Yeah. He's going to win in the end. Fucking Ray. I love him. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back to give our thoughts on Frankie and Johnny were lovers. 
and oh Lord, how they loved. Yes, it's a it's an excellent line from quite an actor, <laughs> one of the great performances of the seventies. Yeah. All right, I think I'm. Well, uh, welcome back to the Raincoat Report. When did you hit record? Not long before you said, "Oh no, I'm going to die." This is one of the states where you have to tell me if you're going to record me first. I don't believe so. Well, I'm not going to Google it. So okay. I knew you weren't. That's why I said that. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Well, I have a review. So All right. Well, uh, Raincoat Review, Jeremy, do it. Okay. I love this movie. It is the exact sort of campy trash that I live for. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's the best porno film ever. There's not a ton of sex in this film, but that's not why you would watch a movie like this. Right. Uh, twice, at least. <laughs> Which we've done at this point. Yes. This film is one of those rare films where you can't entirely tell if it was made by humans or not, or just aliens, or... Uh, Approximating human behavior. Or a, a snarky computer with a malfunctioning AI. Oh, wrote yeah. It. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty simple story about two doomed lovers, but done in... I think maybe one of the most over-the-top ways I've ever seen this story presented. Right. Uh, the people's responses to things aren't entirely human. There's a lot of stilted, uncanny dialogue. Yeah. Uh, the performances are all over the place. Renee Bond is pretty decent. Yeah. But Rick constantly, like... Uh, just goes back and forth between being like a horny moron and just like a bitchy like piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, in the same scene. Yeah. Within yes. the same line. Uh, <laughs> same line. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's definitely the kind of film that it's easy to love if you have a soft spot for this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. I'd say it, it's a little slow getting going, but by the time uh, Renee Bond's ex is just beating the shit out of Rick Lutz <laughs> on the stairs. You're like, okay, this movie's going places. Yeah. And then it does. The next uh, half an hour or so is nothing but mounting drama. Uh, a gun's pulled. Car chase ensues. It's a flashback to a bathtub assault. <laughs> Man is rejected for a loan. A car <laughs> crashes as the occupant screams, Oh no, I'm going to die! <laughs> Uh, in short, this film is a tour de force of human emotion. While the film has its shortcomings, it is also irrepressibly weird and an easy recommendation for uh, someone who wants something they can have a good campy chuckle about. Uh, <laughs> three and a half stars from me. Excellent. Yep. Turning uh, it over to Boss. Thank you. Well, Frankie and Johnny were lovers. Uh, it was a great film. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's definitely, like you mentioned, not quite the most erotic film that we've covered. Definitely not. Um, but it is full of charm for me. Um, first off, Renee Bond is cute, and that certainly helps. Yeah, she was the, even though I didn't get to watch it, she was definitely the highlight of uh, high school fantasies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did you eventually watch it? I half watched it when I was doing screenshots oh, just because okay. I had to, because I didn't really know what was what, but uh, I got the general gist of the plot. Yeah. And I listened to the episode and it's like I've seen the movie. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, Renee Bond's great. And of course, uh, she, she does a decent job singing and uh, the music in general, regardless of her singing itself uh, is a lot of fun. So that helps a lot with the film. The weirdness of everything is quite excellent. It's very 
as you mentioned, over the top in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It feels almost like a Beyond the Valley of the Dolls type level of drama going on. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely some Russ Meyer melodrama. Yeah, yeah. And while Rick Lutz isn't necessarily a great performance, he is an entertaining performance. Uh, so there's that to deal with. Um, <laughs> i mean the movie certainly doesn't get boring i think that some of the less explicit sex scenes go on maybe a beat too long but there's so much going on that it never really drags yeah and it's it's only like an hour and 15 minutes so it's it'd be hard for it to drag anyway but yeah yeah it keeps moving at a good pace it does. It moves at a good pace, and just the the wild level of drama along with the music and everything else, and, you know, again, the fact that it ends with just a over-the-top death for our uh, male lead character is delightful. So, uh, it's interesting. And at the end of the day, you know, I try to ask myself, like, Johnny is a terrible person, he and he sure dies. He is, yes. But at the same time, I think I'm supposed to feel bad for Frankie, who has lost her lover, and she's very broken up about it. But then Ray <laughs> is moving in, but clearly his intentions aren't pure. No. So uh, I guess Frankie's just going to have a miserable life. Yeah, I think that's what the little poem at the end's all about, you know? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know if that's part of the song. I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't think so. Maybe we'll, we'll listen to it once we're done recording. Well, there's 256 renditions with different lyrics and such, so okay, well, we'll have to listen to all of them. Did any of them from like the 1800s talk about the talking computer? <laughs> <laughs> Is that in the song? I think so. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> I think it was prophesized. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so, all of that's to say, it's a fun watch, and if you enjoy something that's uh, a bit crazy, you should probably go for it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would also give it three and a half stars. Excellent. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Raincoat Report and on Twitter yes. at Raincoat Report. Uh-huh. Uh, Raincoat Report at gmail.com if you want to reach out to us. If you, uh, We're planning on starting a listener mailbag yes. thing. Yeah. You can reach out to us on uh, through email or through Twitter or Instagram or yeah. whatever. I got a lot of me- I, I just got a message on Instagram and they said, "Looking forward to more. Lots of great flicks out there. Keep it up." Okay. Like an erection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they said the first ones were a bit long, but I was leaving that out. But now I've had enough beers that I'm going back over it and drowning in self-doubt <laughs> but no we've we've tamed the length of the episodes considerably yes we've we've done a little bit bit better trimming it down if you find any uh porn in your walls again jeremy has encouraged everyone to just smash holes in their walls and look for porn yeah if you have a hammer do it right now <laughs> once we cut for break i'm gonna break a hole in your wall oh good no wait no don't um, I don't know which one I'm going to start with, but uh, definitely there's a hammer right here on this table somewhere. You outro the show. I'm going to find a hammer. All right. Well, if you find yourself having to choke your friend to death because he's trying to put holes in all of your walls with a hammer, uh, don't forget your raincoat. Where is the hammer? has no meaning. This story has no end. This story only goes to show that there ain't no good in men. <laughs> <laughs>